Blessings Bethel. I welcome you to another edition of Bethel Praise. Let us say a word of prayer. Precious Holy Spirit, thank you for your love. I bless your name, O God. I ask for help in delivering your word, in delivering the deep things of God, Lord. Help me, O God. Help your hearers to receive your word with meekness. Amen. I welcome everybody again. I titled this edition Ontology. What is ontology? Ontology is a study of the spirit, the body, and the soul of man. What's pneumatology? Pneumatology is a study of the spirit. Pneumatology is a course that's taken in many Bible schools. It's grossly the study of the Holy Spirit and his functionality in the spirit of man. I will be taking us through some, I wouldn't call it very deep, but it's sort of like a basic teaching. Some people might regard it as deep, but I would say that this is basic stuff because um, just like in elementary schools where science is taught and then people or the curriculum focuses on making sure that the students have an idea of their biological makeup and then they study the bones which we call the skeleton they study the flesh the body and the various parts of it and then they study the internal organs i think that as spiritual people we should also know our inner classifications in the sense that when you open up a dead man now what you see inside of him are the organs and then nobody knows where the soul or the spirit is and it's something that's never questioned probably some people do question in silence but I'm someone who likes to question things and find answers to them and then the Bible the Word of God is rich in knowledge the Word of God is very rich in knowledge anything outside of the Word of God is error or is an error everything outside of the Word of God is an error so whatever knowledge that you have if it is not vetted by scripture that is the word of God the written word of God then you're likely in error because there's a lot of information out there there's a lot of knowledge on the internet today there's a lot of knowledge on um, different platforms and like I always say many of these knowledge out there you need to be very careful because is the devil trying to propagate his own ministry through occultic means and then many demonic kind of stuff so ontology I said is a study of the soul the spirit and the body of man I'll be taking the first reading we're going to look at a number of scriptures hopefully I have enough time to do justice to what I'm doing here right now precious Holy Spirit help me Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 Hebrews chapter 4 verses 12 it says for let me read the KJV version 
He says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hmm. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even as far as the division of the soul and spirit and joints and marrows, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. You see, this scripture helps us see that the word of God is not only quick and powerful, but that it can pierce even to the dividing of the soul and the spirit. If you look at this scripture closely, it shows you that there is a space in between the soul and the spirit. There's a space in between the soul and the spirit. And then the word of God is able to pierce in between this space. I'll be opening our minds to a lot of deep things in this teaching. And then look at this. How come in this same verse, the Bible is talking about soul and spirit and then joints and marrow. Wow. Where is the soul of a man? Where is the spirit of a man? Where is the location? Why are these things necessary to know? They are because people in the occultic world and all of those, they know these things. And then it's the reason why we cannot command a level of result in the body of Christ. Remember that for every dimension or every play of maybe things that they call magic and stuff like that, there's the original version of it in the body. I don't mean magic like um, all these cards and stuff like that. No, 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 no. What I'm talking about is where you do all this astral travel and all of these things. I'm not encouraging any of these things in any way. God bears me witness. All I want you to do is just have a basic knowledge of these things. Know where your soul is. Know where your spirit is. Knowledge is powerful. Knowledge is light. So, um, let me do more justice to this scripture. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing of the soul and the spirit and the joints and the marrow. Let us identify where the spirit of a man is first. The Bible says that the life of the animal is in the blood. If the life of the animal is in the blood, where does the blood come from? Because life was never given to the flesh. If the life of the animal is in the blood, blood comes from the marrows. And the marrow sits in the bones. And the scripture underneath here says, And of joint and marrow, questionable. I'm in the medical field, so I can tell you about erythropoiesis. It's the generation of blood, how blood is being generated. It's a process where blood is produced. Blood cells are produced. And then the kidneys have a play in it. And when the kidneys secrete what they're supposed to secrete, erythropoietin, it affects the marrows and then cells are being released into the system these cells grow into different stages until they become the blood cell 
that's just a basic way to explain this thing but you see the blood is the career of the life and where is this life situated from where does it come from the marrow where does the marrow come from the bones so where does the spirit of a man stay Let's look at far, 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 far away in scripture. Let's go to the beginning a bit. Doesn't the Bible say that when the angel of death is passing, that was during the time when the Egyptians were holding the Israelites captive, that the children of Israel should slaughter an animal and then that they should not break the bones of this animal, but they should eat in a hurry and use the blood on their lintel. You find that in Exodus chapter 12 verse 46. Why is it that the bones were not broken? Again I said, the life of the animal is, from the, is in the blood. And the blood, the source of the blood is from the marrow. And the marrow sits in the bone. When God breathed into the breath, when God breathed, sorry, his breath into the nostrils of man, man was not in a falling state then. God just created man from dust and then the reaction of god's breath in the body of man gave back to the soul of a man the marriage between the spirit of god that breath the ruach and the body of man gave back to the soul but the breath didn't just hang in the lungs medicine let us know that when the lungs receive air, it goes into the blood. Where is the origin of the blood again? The marrows. Where do the marrows sit in? The bones. The spirit of a man is in his bones. Or the spirit of a man. Let's put it that way. The spirit of a man is in his bones. And I'm going to use many scriptures to back it up. The Bible says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses the truth to be established i already quoted one scripture about the lamb where the bones were not broken doesn't a prophet in the bible say i think jeremiah that the word of god is like fire in my bones how come his bones fire in the bones <laughs> if you're someone who is really anointed and you feel the source of the anointing you will see that it really flows from deep within the bones one more scripture elisha he was dead and then some soldiers threw the body of the dead man into his sepulcher and boy bible says the body sprang back to life what do you think happened there the bones were was the casing or the house of the spirit of the prophet and then the body jacked back to life that was second kings chapter 13 verse 21 verse 21 if you look at John chapter 19 verse 36 it says that for scripture to be fulfilled that the bones of Christ were not broken for scriptures to be fulfilled the bones of Christ were not broken it sounds to me like the bones of the lamb that was slain in Genesis sorry in Exodus chapter 12 verse 46 where God says eat the flesh in a hurry take some bitter herbs but do not break the bones that blood they used on the lintel was representing Christ, the righteous clean lamb that was slain. 
the bones were not broken because the bones house the spirit of Christ Jesus Christ later appears to John I mean Jesus Christ later appears to them in Luke chapter 24 verse 39 I think and then Thomas wants to touch him and he says nah sorry yes he allows Thomas to touch him because um, Thomas was doubting we call him the doubting Thomas Luke chapter 29 24 rather verse 39 I'm trying to open up to the scripture Luke 20 sorry Luke chapter 24 verse 39 please don't mind me that's 29 yeah it says that but they constrain him saying abide with us for it is towards evening and the day is far spent and he went and he went into tarry with them and it came to pass, as he sat at the meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. Sorry, I think I'm reading the wrong scripture. I'm reading the wrong scripture, precious Holy Spirit. Luke 24, verse 39. Sorry. 39, he says, Behold, my hands and my feet, that it is I myself, Handle me and see, for a spirit hath not flesh and bones as ye see me have. So it means that Jesus appeared to them in flesh and bones. Because at that point when Christ was given a new body, the life source of Christ wasn't the blood anymore, but it was the spirit dwelling in his bones. I've given many scriptures for the spirit. So where's the soul of a man? I said that the soul and the spirit they are divided into two different halves the, the word of God says in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 that the word of God is powerful sharper than any two-edged sword able to pierce asunder the dividing of the soul and the spirit joined marrow, and is the center of and is the discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart Do you know that that space in between the soul and the spirit is where demonic spirits dwell? Because the word of God is a sword, sharper than a sword, right? The intent of the word is to go right in the middle of that area to kick out whatever spirit is staying in there that is not of God. And it's also the dwelling point of the spirit of God. But you see, the difference between this spirit and the spirit of God is that this unclean spirit tilts more towards the soul of a man and then the spirit of God tilts more to the spirit of the man that is why unclean spirits take some form of control over the man because they tilt towards the soul their aim is control of the of the person or the host their aim is a control over the man while they are while the spirit of a man rather or the spirit of God in a man the intent of the spirit of God in a man is the spirit tilts towards the the spirit tilts towards the spirit of the man that's the spirit of God tilts towards the spirit of the man 
the soul is the dwelling place no 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 please i'm sorry for this mix up all i've said is accurate but i was stuttering because i was trying to get my thoughts together holy spirit help me here the soul of a man and the spirit of a man are divided into two halves and then i said the unclean spirit tears towards the soul while the holy spirit tears towards the spirit of the man and that is why so people who do rituals and all of these things and they think they have so many so much wealth they are not as rich as you think they are they are just who they were before they even got all that money the money belongs to the spirit because it's the spirit attracting all that wealth that is the unclean spirit the unclean spirit tears towards the soul of a man because he wants control over that individual while the spirit of god in the man in that space where the word of god is able to go into that division he tilts towards the spirit of the man why does it take believers longer to get rich compared to a man who did blood money and all of that because now the spirit of a man needs to agree with his soul to yield to the leadings or the promptings of the spirit of god and obey keys and principles obey kingdom principles so that he can now begin to amount success in the area of wealth so on the other side where the unclean spirit takes that position in the middle he tilts towards the soul and you see that what all these unclean spirits want is they want control over the mind of a man but god has given us free will he gave us free will to choose between good and evil so the spirit of god will never take control of a man and then control his will because the soul is the mind the will of a man mm -mm. he will tilt towards the spirit of a man so the spirit of the man is sort of the house for the holy spirit and then the spirit of a man is located in the bones i did a very broad teaching in understanding dreams and i explained where the soul is located so when you see a man the soul of a man is like a tree the soul of a man is not in one place in fact the soul of a man is bigger than what you think it is when men sleep that is the opportunity the soul has in escaping because the body is sort of like a cage for it i liken each experience of the soul to a branch so each experience you have that leaves an imprint on your mind leaves a sort of branch so people are caught between their past and the present there are people who are trapped in the past and then what happened in the past is still affecting their present i don't want to go very deep into that part of the teaching but what i want you to understand is that the soul of a man is so large in the sense that he a man can be with you right now speaking with you and then his mind is with his wife that is his part of his soul is with his wife thinking about his wife or thinking about a contract or something you don't have all of that man before you you have just a part of that man before you and i quoted scripture i said god appeared to jeremiah and he was complaining about the children of israel how they were farming in their land but he said he could see them bowing down to idols in their temple probably because they wanted good crops or something or a good harvest and then god was angry at the children of israel so you see there that it is possible for 
a man to be in a place and then part of him is in another place let me give you another example precious holy spirit if i can't get a perfect example i will just maybe end the teaching here but i think i should be able to pull up one more example so i said that the soul of a man is broad look at something look at this example say a person in coma many times people think that <clears throat> these people cannot hear whatever you're saying but in the real sense of it the soul of the man is aware of every activity in that room in fact it's the best time to talk to that individual if many of these people can recall their experiences when they wake you'll see that they'll tell you that they could understand all that was going on in the room there are times when people were given anesthesia and then they were knocked off completely in the body but they were so awake and alert in their souls that they knew everything that was going on there and then when they woke up they could tell all that was going on in the room the only thing they couldn't feel was the pain but they could tell all that was going on in the room and even outside of the room man is a very complex being god has created us that way a man is a body rather sorry that's wrong a man is a soul he has a spirit that dwells in the body so the body of a man is the suit like uh, an astronaut that's, that goes outside to another planet the body of the man is like the suit that he uses to live here on earth take out all the men on this earth and then all these demonic spirits who don't have any place to stay anymore because their goal is to find an expression in a human body they are disembodied spirits so they're looking for bodies to occupy that's why you need to take good care of your body your body is precious to you your body is your legal ground to actually be living here on earth eat well be conscious about what you do with your body live a healthy life don't expose yourself to things that will hurt you take whatever you're supposed to take that will make you to have a healthy body so I talked about the soul I liken it to a tree and there's this scripture that comes to my mind there's this man Jesus Christ healed and then Jesus asked him if he could see and he said he could see men like trees people would think there that Jesus Christ didn't heal that man well but do you know men are trees too I just said that explaining the soul he probably was seeing right but now now Jesus Christ opened the physical eyes the second time he prayed for him men are trees you see that in Psalms 1 I think Psalms, Psalms 1 verse 3 says that blessed are people who sit in the council of the godly said they shall be like trees planted by the side of rivers you see that also in um, Ezekiel or yeah Ezekiel I think where a thousand cubits were measured if you look down that scripture it talks about trees being planted by the rivers or the sides of the waters that brings healings to the nations but anyway that's not my that's not where i'm pointing at here what i only want us to understand here is where the soul of a man is located where the spirit of a man is located i hope i've done justice to this god bless you have a wonderful day